Woodstock, day two. I'm, I'm glad to see this guy over here brought his date for the pay-per-view. A lot of sex going on with Plastic Woman over here. Hey, a local guy, a local guy who has made good, a native of Frankfurt, New York. He's from the Emmy Award TV show, Frazier. Say hello to Paul Cusimano. Paul Cusimano, made good, Frazier. Hey, fucking guy's on a rock, man. Oh, come on, you're making me proud of me. All right, you want to rock? All right. Get ready, give it up, man. Detroit. Yep. Rocking as motherfuckers in business today. Agree. The devil without a cause. TC and Jake. That's what's up. Does he say this dude's on the rock? No, do these dudes know how to rock? That's what I thought, but that time it sounded like he's like he's inferring that the MC was smoking some crack cocaine. I mean, and there's nothing in that audio that would indicate he wasn't. Yeah, do you know? Either way, Are you ready for this doc? When's it coming out? I don't know. Oh, that was almost perfect. But uh, you, one wonders if uh, Mister like. People are on our Twitter feed. There is a, a, a documentary coming out about Woodstock 99, which, like... The only one we recognize here. How is it not before? You know, like, only one documentary about the most important event of our lifetimes? Ridiculous. It's like the good 9-11. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, it's as impactful about as 9-11, but it's not in a bad way. I agreed. No one died might, in the fires, I Might have think. to tell that to the Beastie Boys. Did they die? No, but at their acceptance speech for whatever for whatever <gasps> came next, which To the Fire Burrows came out after 9-11. That was 9 like 2004. Yeah, so whatever they were accepting an award for post-Woodstock 99... They didn't give an acceptance speech. They wanted to talk about all the women who were sexually assaulted and raped at Woodstock 99. Oh, yeah. No, that's, you know. Hey, Martian Marmello here a little bit. It's not good. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. Of course not. So, But, you know, a lot of people died on D-Day, and we still say that D-Day was good. That's a bad comparison. Really bad comparison that you're going to probably feel bad about one day. Let's get to the bottom of this whole... No... Turning it off. Thank you. It wasn't for you. The non out of frustration. The non-video uh, audience, most of you, will be happy to know that was not uh, like uh, Kopech giving up a three-run job to no, I walk got it a off. Win in the books today, gents. Yeah, six-one over the Twins. Well, Lance Lynn got his hundredth strikeout. In any case, it was four pitchers England on the staff with doing whatever England is doing. These I days love sports. sports, except for whenever England wins, because fuck them. I'm feeling even more. I've never been more anti-England than after watching their favorite son lay out all of their many, many ill deeds 
in All right. popular documentary. I'll can't try, get you out of my head. I'll try to finish in the next week. Oh, we can't. Well, let's talk about the first three episodes. I'm not not right this second. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about the congressional investigation into no, who let's, put hand, foot, and mouth disease into the kids' daycare. You have anything to admit? Uh, no. We talked about this a little bit on the air today. I just want to know what that is. Well, it's a disease. <laughs> See, that's what I was saying, right? That's what I was saying. Is like, okay, if that's the case, really boring focus group you brought in here in market research to name this disease. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. too generic. I mean, there are very few areas where you have more. Had you considered coronavirus? Yeah, <laughs> that one's dope. Have you con- like, or not? Have you considered? But it's like you get pretty much carte blanche free reign. When it comes to naming diseases, you discover it, you can name it that. Mm-hmm. You discover it and you have a friend you miss, you could name it that. Woodstock 99 of virus. You could name it that. But instead, you went with, I don't know, it looks like it's on his, his <laughs> looks like his hand. Oh, you missed one in his mouth. <laughs> I had the one on his foot, but you're right, I had missed the one in his mouth. <laughs> and then fucking daycare is like, yeah, look out for rashes uh, on their back. I'm like, Duh! you had three. Three body parts named <laughs> when naming the disease, and you didn't put the one that you're telling me to look out for in the in the title. It doesn't need to be a subheading. Yeah, no, we uh, we got there Tuesday. They uh, they changed the diaper about you know 45 minutes in. They didn't like what they saw. They about- were turned away. What do you mean? Like that? We, we oh, she was- has it. I mean, I don't know. She doesn't have a fever. She doesn't have, like, there's some disagreement internally within the family about whether or not this is a a sore of concern or just the fact that, I mean, we're out at the lake. Like, I've got bug bites all over me. Sure. Uh, I think it's kind of normal. Not that, it, but yeah, I, so I don't know. Because their, their thing was like, uh, she can go back if she's had 24 hours of no fever. And I'm like, she's had fucking months and months with no fever, including now. What do you want from me? But yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was our very first, and if genetics mean anything, certainly not last. Uh, yes, your child is in the office. Yes, I'm calling from the office. Yeah, that's a rough one. We did have, we have had now two, uh, basically this is like the Emmett Smith rule, where, or maybe you could look at like the Saints-Vikings pass interference, no, Saints-Rams pass interference, uh, where... Nora on Tuesday, same day, apparently shit herself so bad that they had to put her in different clothes. <laughs> and hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so they they sent back Just the dirty in it. a bag, and they I guess they had clothes on hand, but that was the second time. I'll tell you about the first one in a second. Less interesting. Uh, where something that our child did resulted in a reminder to the parents so if you All saw the parents if you saw a reminder maybe maybe megan saw it about please make sure that at the daycare we have a backup set of clothes for your kids that's because we didn't <laughs> <laughs> and the last one was we sent her to school in uh a couple months ago in like open-toed sandals can't do that yeah they're like well our playground is nothing but rock oh it's okay. soft rock but that doesn't play well and that day there was a notice that said parents all parents, all not parents. singling anyone else out. Not, no, no one at all. But uh, please make sure that uh, you know. So are we going to get to the bottom of this whole Netherlands Holland thing? <laughs> Probably not. I don't think that we have the expertise required. No, we we were watching 
Denmark put up quite a stiff, you know, test of the uh, the three lions, the English national team, and uh, we're just. I, I at first was I was trying to. Build, Jake was thoroughly uninterested in the Euros. Yeah, you want to defend yourself there. That's all there really is to say about it. It's just you do watch the World Cup. Like it's not like you are entire. Like it's not like uh, you feel about so- about watching soccer the way you feel about playing golf. You are willing That's to fair. do it in certain circumstances, and if those circumstances are not the semis of the Euros, then what are we even doing, bud? Uh, I watch the World Cup when it's on, and mainly the only thing I'll stop down for is America, of course. Um, I mean, it was on, you know, like I just was working all day with it on in the background. It's a pleasant little way to pass the time. I mean, how I went, are you able to get anything done with so much drama? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I went to uh, pick up lunch. I got a barbecue baked potato. I fucking they, uh, miss lunch so bad, dude. <laughs> do you not eat lunch anymore? Well, I was telling Donovan this today because he was, before he left the station, ordering some uh, Chinese food for him and Twig. He's like, we found this Chinese food place that we can't stop eating at. We love it. Lunch Chinese food. You ever fuck with like a Mongolian grill at lunch? That'll set you up right. Seems like a lot. I've never done lunch takeout, but I have certainly gone and eaten, you know. But I just thought in that moment, like, man, I miss just being able to. I mean, I haven't done it in 10 years. Yeah. But it's. Eating lunch. Yeah. I mean, you're eating lunch as fast as you can or at 1145 in a 10 minute window out of a microwave. There's, well, that's your choice. It's not my choice. The microwave thing. Everyone else gets hot lunch served. No one else does that. Oh. I mean, well, unless you're... I mean, that's I another... worked there in a while. That's another part of the problem is... It used to be that hot lunch was an easy option. We order lunch on Fridays. What, is, what happens the rest of the time? Bring your lunch. How did you guys go from having... Perhaps the most impressive well-oiled lunch machine in all of the office Metroplex. Well, to just Fridays. I'm going to give you two reasons. One, Dan became a bodybuilder. Yeah. And the second one is that that, that system used to be set up on the basis of two men uh, who made equal amounts of money and were both comfortable with what it took to order lunch for each other or possibly the crew on a every every other <laughs> you don't day have basis. Enough money for lunch. No, I mean, the point of doing it was that we would order for... No, do I have money, do I have money to pay $12 for lunch every day? Absolutely not. 12 For lunch? <laughs> okay. Dude, that's, it, that's crazy to me that there are people that do that every day. Like, I don't know where you... Where, I mean, I don't know how... Seriously, I don't understand how people... And even if you did I mean, have I'm the money... I'm doing pretty good, dude. Huh? That's the kind of budget I'm working with. Yeah, I can I can drop twelve on a lunch. I don't I mean, even think about it. I can do it once a week. That's literally true. I can do it once a week. It is literally true. I think that the potato. Hey, you start paying that cell phone bill, and then you start lunching. <laughs> okay, me. okay. That's at least twelve lunches right there. It's it's a couple lunches. I'm just saying the margin doesn't feel that thin. I just yeah, I'm not paying sixty bucks a week for lunch. That's fucking bonkers to me. Absolutely bonkers. Now, Instead, what about this? I don't eat breakfast. That's helpful. So, is your total lunch breakfast 12 or less? I would say I get breakfast paid for once a week also. And it's typically $5 for three tacos at the gas station. But they're fantastic. 
They're fantastic. Instead, what we do, because we're an egalitarian culture, I probably do actually end up paying like $40 for lunch a week, every other week. Because every other week, Dan or I orders for the whole crew. Mm. Okay. Which is not every, not always all five, but mm-hmm. spread the love a little bit, you know? Yeah. Makes you want to really go that extra mile. Yeah, I mean, he buys my lunch once every two weeks. I would like to die for him. Well, somebody's buying your lunch every week. He and I are a collective unit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We take care of our people. <laughs> By so anyways, like one nether- meal every two weeks. Every week. Are you unfamiliar <laughs> with how often people eat? I, I, I think you, if we're talking about like normal people, not like Patrick Bateman level office people, I would bet that you are in the extreme minority of people who would buy their lunch out more than three days a week. I would bet. People who work in offices usually bring their lunch. I think. I don't know. Sound off in the comments, ladies and gentlemen. And also tell me, what's the difference between the Netherlands and Holland? Neither are Denmark, but both. A lot of debate. Yeah, I was, I was trying to pitch Jake on getting interested in the Euros uh, by pointing out that uh, the weed city, Amsterdam, was in Denmark. Quickly realized my mistake. Said no, that's the Netherlands, and then uh, you you somehow or you th- were wondering if uh, the Netherlands and Denmark were the sa- were like part of the same unit. Yeah, and I was like, well, they both field soccer teams. That can't be true. And then you realized that you were talking about Holland. Holland. Yeah. Now uh, that is where we currently stand. And I don't. Hol- I Holland and the Netherlands. What's going on? I think where we currently stand is about where we're going to have our two feet planted. Because, you know, you got shit like this, right? Like, you know, the name... Like, sometimes we call it America and sometimes we call it the USA. But that's not that confusing to no, me. No, because the A is right there. Yeah. Bright lights. Yeah. I don't think the the in the Netherlands stands for Holland. Or the H. <laughs> that could be at the bottom of this, but I don't know because I don't, I don't speak uh, Dutch. Yeah. So. What? What? <laughs> The name Holland is also frequently used to... Where the fuck does Dutch come from? (laughs) Informally referred to the whole of the country, the Netherlands. The usage is commonly accepted in other countries and is also commonly employed by the Dutch themselves. Don't know. Hollish? Hollish. Someone from Holland is is Hollish? No, they're Dutch. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I do know that, but I don't... You've not explained anything to me. With that and sentence. I haven't explained anything to me. And I've looked this up before. Fuck, I went there. It was like, am I in Holland? You're just walking around asking people. Point you know, me in the direction of Holland, you know, It's both, man. dumbass. Why are you buying McDonald's? So uh, we'll probably never settle this. And you know what? Email T-C-F-L-E-M-I. No, don't give out the personal email. Oh. <laughs> That's the personal email? TC at it's just banter.com is my public facing email. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you had I thought they were like linked. Uh no, there's separate inboxes. Wow. I mean they all go to my phone. You know who can afford separate <laughs> inboxes? <laughs> three. Literally no. everyone. No, but I'm saying they're free. If you have three or four lunches purchased <laughs> out per day or per week, I mean, you probably have two inboxes. If you think it's two. You got oh yeah of course you got a corporate. Well, I got the corporate. They hit you on your main. And then the, <laughs> I love when people say that the the I personal. I don't even know what it means. The personal filled up for the most part, and I didn't want 
to pay for more. So and it's an annoying name. So I just I started a second personal. Well, let me tell you, bud. In addition to the podcast, in addition to the business, the personal would have cost you per month a fourth of one lunch. I'm not paying that. This is insane. This is insane. I have two. Don't uh, you feel that's true of every single person on earth? What you can find something oh, where sure. they have an inconsistent view about, like, oh, what sure. Like uh, one of my big ones is uh, I get I get convinced that no one's properly calculating the cost of travel because they leave out the Uber ride to the airport. Like you're looking at that cheap plane ticket, you're not thinking about well then you, how are you going to get to the airport? And then think about getting home. Just double that bad boy. Yeah. Now you're over here being kind of dismissive because you live in the lap of luxury next to the airport. You no, can walk there. Yeah, for that one, I can. But here's even more luxury. I don't think most of the places I've traveled, you know, obviously outside of the U.S. I'm speaking of in the last 10 years had Uber. In fact, I don't think I've been in an Uber in any of those countries. So you're talking about taxis, which then can become, I got fucking built in uh, Santiago. And when we got out of the car and walked into the hotel, I could see it on the lady in the lobby's face. It was like a little hotel, but she was like, oh, no. Like, she saw the car, and I was like, I knew it. <laughs> and I told her what I paid. She was like, you know, that's like three times too much. Yeah. But, it, dude, Santiago Airport. I mean, think about how hyped he was, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, we probably made his day. Yeah, it gave joy to that man. That's the most hectic landing I've ever had because you literally feel like you're the dream team landing when you get out of the uh, whatever tunnel. You emerge, and it's fucking 50 people running up to you. Huh? Trying to get your cab ride. Or trying to sell you something. Oh, really? Dude, insane. Like, there's okay. a couple hundred people literally waiting in through a terminal across, like, a three-gate area, and they just harangue. Sir, what do you say about the allegations? Yeah, so that's literally what it felt like. I had, like, a newspaper over my head. <laughs> and Kristen's in, like, I'm standing by him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls the old uh, McGreevy wife where she's yeah. kind of there but not there. Yeah, and in the in the middle of that chaos, I got I got fucking chop blocked by that's a, that's by why a, they do it, dude. Of course, yeah, they create a a, a cone of confusion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, but susceptible to. I it. can I can get to DFW if I take the uh, it's a it's a short walk to the thirty one bus. The thirty one bus will take you to the green line, uh, which will you can then ride one stop down to the orange, get on the orange, and go to DFW. That's and, that's, Just think about how much less that is than an Uber. So, so like, you're right. Like, I'm looking at the lunch thing, like, who the fuck cares? It's the same amount of money. Like, I'm saving about yeah. $15 by taking this public transport. You got one lunch out of that. That's, like, tripling the amount of time it takes me to get to the airport. And I don't give a fuck because I'm not going to pay that much to go to the it's airport. Fair. I feel, I mean, probably the other thing, too, is you've reached... You've transcended humanity by just having, I mean, part of the lunch deal is, I'm thinking, if I'm paying for lunch, it's pretty, it's pretty tough to find something that you regard as like moderately healthy. At least I know if I'm parting with $12, I'm not getting a fucking salad from, you know, Rabbit yeah. Food Inc. That's yeah. not happening. I'm not paying $12. You want to see the list? What you got? Lunch list? Keep, uh, 
keep a paper. It's labeled lunch options. God damn it, man. Just pick something from that every day. Oh, this all looks so good. In this moment, I am depressed. They did uh, close the East Hampton by us. So take that off the list. That was a tough blow for the area. I was excited to see it. And now I wish I hadn't. Now I wish I had. What do you think you'd want to pick off of there? I would throw a dart, and it would be happier than the food that I've been eating in my life lately. That's right. I got the lover's pizza and pasta, premium meatball sub, great lunch option there. Please stop reading. Hey, uh, did you hear somebody killed the president of Haiti? I did hear that. It's wild. Yes. Do you know the backstory on him at all? I saw something about how there was some question about the elections, and he was like, ah, just forget about it. I'll, listen, don't even worry. I'll just govern for another year. Yeah. So true. Solve that problem. True and on did an episode on this and interviewed a lady. And on the guy getting assassinated? No, or? just on okay. the constitutional crisis, because he was supposed to leave in February. So they had a lady on in like March. Okay. And the upshot of it is basically in 2016, he was elected. But there was a lot of controversy over the election. No way. Because more than once in the last 20 years, Western read American, uh, let's just, I don't know if you would say forces. Yeah, maybe say forces. That makes it sound violent, but it wasn't always violent. Got a little chicanery in the Haitian elections. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Changing votes, intimidating people. You hate to see it. And so he was... Uh, elected in February of 2016, but the election was under protest and contested until November, late November 2016, and it might even have gone into 2017. And he's saying, "Tell me if you've ever heard anybody say this before." Well, I mean, you took like one of the years of my term away from me. I'm pretty sure I should get yeah. another, even though it explicitly states in their constitution that once the election is no longer contested, you're fucking backdated. So no matter what. It goes back to February, uh, I think it's 6th, 7th, whatever. Except, you may say, why in the world would this guy not understand that it's right there in writing that he has to leave February of 2021 until you learn that Dr. Biden's husband was asked about this and he's like, yeah, he's going to be there through 2022. Huh? Yeah. Why? He's not the only one, but yeah, they're like, I mean, this is some, what do you, I mean, the why is that they propped him up, which is why I think when people this morning saw that he was assassinated and it was probably, you know, people doing the assassinating claimed they were from the DEA uh, and people were like, yeah, we heard some people speaking Spanish and some people speaking English with American accents. And it's like, oh, these are mercenaries. I actually think maybe more will come out, but I think this might be one where the guy got got and it wasn't us. They got our guy. Yeah, yeah. Which like doesn't if, happen that often. If we're tossing aside our values, uh, hilarious of me to think that there were values at some point that one could toss aside. Um, to uh, say that he gets an extra year, then why would we kill him? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that happened. Now, but it also does call to mind the fact that there are so many private paramilitary groups in the world that do so much shit. Never, people never get charged for, never get held account for. And on one hand, like that's deplorable. On the other hand, that's really cool. <laughs> what? 
Um, I uh, I watched the, I think it was 2009, might have been 2007, it was a late 2000 odd numbered year uh, movie, State of Play. It's available on Netflix, has Russell Crowe and uh, Ben Affleck. And it's, uh, it's just at that time, it's like the someone heard that Blackwater exists and then wrote a screenplay, like yeah. in a, you know, uh, whatever, a fugue state over the, the news <laughs> that uh, the, the Blackrock was there. Blackwater. Blackwater. I got it right the first time. You did get it right the first time. I mean, let's keep the the good name of Blackrock out <laughs> of this. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's it's an amazing document. Just I mean, like I I don't know that they're I mean they are wrong. Like the central thrust of the thing is, is they're like, you know, they're not just doing it out there. They're trying to control us. Like the, the whole government is going to be run by sure pseudo Eric Prince whatever. Um, what was his sister's name? Betsy DeVos. There you go. And uh, I forgot a character from season two. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know that it, we're like in a better spot now that it is normalized, but it is super normalized. And yeah. so watching something from back then, when what? it's like, a, yeah, it's because uh, Russell Crowe plays a Washington Post uh, reporter. Or Washington Globe, excuse me. Um, and, uh, you know, so, like, with the way that everyone's jaws drop with they're like, no, 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 we're talking about, like, contractors working domestically. And, uh, yeah, and then, then the end of the the whole movie, like, that's a, a hilarious part. The other thing is it was made during the time where, like, uh, his big thing is uh, there's someone else on the team um, who... Uh, like a, one of the bloggers is trying to get help from him, right? And yeah. so he's got like a, but he's he's a newspaper reporter. He's got ink on his hands. You of know? course, yeah, <laughs> right in the shit. And um, the? oh goodness gracious, I'm receiving a phone call. Uh, and the so like the whole thing, like it's clear that the screenwriter is some old fuck who. Uh, you know, agrees with uh, Russell Crowe's perspective on this whole newspaper v blogger thing, and uh, so the the ending credits is just like slow motion with like swelling music playing behind it of a newspaper being printed. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerds! Yeah, yeah. So there are two things that that grind my gears when it comes to storytelling. Typically, you know, when portrayed in cinema, that's one of them. You know, like I I watched probably five minutes of the newsroom, uh huh. Because I think it it seems like it distilled down this very thing to its yeah. core. Like, look, we're the most, you know, we are the most important people in the world. We are, we are. Well, obviously, that's true. Yeah. So uh, I mean, we deliver the news. <laughs> people who overrate. Uh, that's the end. I I watched uh, the clip again of the uh, the nine eleven or uh, the pilot Bin Laden. Whenever the newsroom guys, the clip that circulates every 9-11 of the newsroom guy being like, Captain, we got him. I want to be the first to tell your crew. Because the, the guy's like receiving news and he's getting, he's getting worked up because he's going to be on a plane while it breaks that Osama bin Laden's been killed. And he wants to be out there delivering the news and getting credit for the story, sure. basically. 
Uh, and so he's like getting pissed off and a bunch of people are asking him like, what, what's going on? What, what are you, what are you worried about? And so he stands up to be like, listen, there's nothing to worry about everyone. Quit asking me questions. There's no terrorist attack. And the flight attendant comes in and is like, sir, you do not speak to the cabin, which is fucking insanity. Like I've never, there's been plenty of, uh, unhelpful flight attendants. Most of them are extremely helpful. I like them. Uh, but, Bold. uh, you know, the, the, I've never seen one be like, you don't talk to my cabin, uh, but and he's doing it surfs and the, then the, the pilot steps out and, um, is like, do we have a problem here? And then he sees the wings. There's like a close, you know, like a cut to like just a close shot of like the wings and like the shoulder lapel things. Those are dope. epaulets. Um, big in the MJ. Yes, yes, yes. His Michael Jackson style pilot's uniform, (laughs) Uh, and then the guy's like in shock. He's like, "Sir, I want to be the first to tell you, you and your crew, we we got him. We got Osama bin Laden." And then like everyone like uh, claps, craps, and cries. Yeah, Um, I've done that. And (laughs) then whenever he sits back down, the guy who he was like distressed that they wouldn't be able to break this story, he's like. We did it. We delivered the news. <laughs> First of all, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you just told one of the fucking stewardesses, dude. Because the only way you knew is because The Rock knew. Absolutely. That now, was clearly his source. It's maybe, more implied in the show than stated, but... <laughs> maybe The Rock only knew because of Jay Glazer. But I'm not going to give out that that scoop. You think that's true? There's something in there like that. I hope not. I uh, hope that it wasn't Jay. Like, I don't want to live in a world where The Rock depends on Jay Glazer for sources. Yeah, maybe it was just that The Rock, you know, because, dude, one of the coolest the things Rock about. The Rock knows plenty of Marines. Dude. Yeah, the, one of the coolest things about being uh, special forces would be the chance you could get to meet The Rock. Yes. I would rather meet The Rock than, than Dust Bin Laden, frankly. Uh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because you see how well. Uh, the guy who actually pulled the trigger was treated afterward. Not well. Is is that... Like, I feel like there's been 20 books by people who are like, did I pull the trigger? I don't know. We're not I think there's one say. guy that's pretty, pretty commonly accepted. I'm going to read you something from the Blackwater website. Okay. Because it's been through a bunch of name changes. Yes. Like, at one point they were called... I don't know how to say it. It's XE. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly they didn't name their... Uh, their paramilitary company after the president of China. Maybe. Maybe he wasn't president back then, but he will be now and forever. So there was Z. I know a lot more about China now if you have any questions. Why? Because I've seen Can't Get You Out of My Head. Okay. Well, 2010 to 2014, they were called Academy, except instead of yeah. a Y, there was an I. Uh huh. Which is kind of like the military bro version of Biscuit with a Z. <laughs> uh-huh after academy they were purchased and there was a merger between a company called triple canopy uh. triple canopy and academy along with other groups that were part of uh something called the constellus group package the constellus group package and they are now gathered under constellus holdings inc umbrella this transaction brings together an array of security companies including triple canopy constellus strategic social Tidewater Global Services, National Strategic Protective Services, and Academy Training Center and International Development Solutions. On the board of Academy at its uh, inception, 
John Ashcroft, that should surprise no one. Former NSA director Bobby Ray Inman, no surprise. And Red McCombs. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, it's a name I haven't heard in a while. Willing to weigh in on whether or not Charlie Strong is qualified to be a head coach and also authorize kill shots for Colombian uh, dissidents. All uh, in one day. If, uh, what a life. If, if, if you, ladies and gentlemen, sell enough used cars, this, this can be your life as well. The whole kingdom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have a couple of... have uh, a fucking used car salesman. Like, uh, whatever. I'm I don't sure want to sold, mean that. I'm sure mm. he sold new cars as well. But just like a guy, like as as long as you may, as long as you get enough car dealerships together, you can be on the board of a private military. Yeah, that's insane. That's America. It's it's too America for me. Speaking of car dealerships, I I thought you would appreciate this. Uh, mm-hmm. I gotta buy a new car mm-hmm. or another car. We're on our last legs, and we've been what on our we last legs. Another, what like what kind of gambling cocaine thing is going on here that you? won't eat lunch or buy a new car well i've just always heard that like just buy one that's one year old and you can get pretty much the same type of technology yeah but this is the one year in the entire time uh you've been alive that that's not true yeah and i've learned that but it'll probably but i'm probably just gonna buy the same car that too the newer version of it um what's the point of climbing this mountain to just still be sitting in a fucking prelude (laughs) <laughs> what, do you, what do you got yeah it's a prelude <laughs> i don't remember uh so my plan here is because i haven't done this i've had this car for uh probably well tw- ever since i lost the last one yeah so but before that i'd only had that one for a couple years so i had to buy the other if you one. want to get yourself something nice you should sue the city for taking your first car i signed the lien over I know, but I'm just saying in the first place. I don't think they took it. I think they had it recovered. See, I mean, the fact that it ended up... So, uh, Forever New wasn't around uh, for the, the start of this podcast. This is like ten and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jake had a, a night in Uptown. It was great. I went to a wedding down there. Uh-huh. There's a phenomenal venue down there, and it was it's a super cool spot. And we all went out afterward, and I had parked somewhere in Uptown. Who was uh? There were, did you have a date at the wedding? No. Okay, but there was some late. Okay, I remember who now. It's not important. But <clears throat> you no, were, you were I leaving the wedding to uh to meet a meet a lady at a bar. Yes, and I thought this is how dumb I was at the time too about Uptown. I thought like you can just park your car down there. It, I didn't see any signs that said, you know, it was a tow zone. It's the street. Yeah. And it wasn't like it I was... There other parked, cars parked on it. Yeah. And so I just thought, I'll just come back and get my car in the morning. Whether I crash at somebody's house or whether I Uber home, I didn't think twice about that. Um, yeah, yeah. I went and, out and partied super hard. Uh, and then I went back the next morning and tried to get my car and it wasn't there. Yeah. And there was there was some amount of not being 100% sure... Which street it was on? Yeah, and honestly, I would tell you that... So there was several hours of just walking uptown. If I went down there right now, completely clear-headed and parked my car, and I didn't specifically look at the street signs, and I went back the next day, I would not know where it was. All that shit looks exactly the same to me. I have never really spent that much time down there. So, like, I don't think it's that crazy that, like, at night you park and you're like, yeah, this looks... Because every house looks the same. 
every street I was on, I was like, this is definitely the one. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Now, I knew him like the back of my hand, but that's because of the aforementioned well-oiled lunch machine. I was the tip of the spear at the time, just weaving in and out of these streets. You were you were a great lunch man to, as an intern. Uh, to be able to <laughs> go and get some tasty food that cost at least $12. And see John Wiley Price's bus. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a suburban. It's oh, got okay. his face on the side. <laughs> then he, and he hops out of it. It says, your man downtown. It was Dwayne Carraway's bus. bus. They got shot up. That's right. Okay, I was conflating the two, which is not racist at all, considering they actually got in a fight at a Christian radio station. Yeah, they ran against each other. Yeah, and then fought. Yeah, Yeah. clear ties. So after like a few, you know, the insurance company asks you a bunch of questions, they ask... But just what I think happened, and you have more information than me, so I am always interested in you correcting the record on this. What I think happened is that the city towed it and took it to a city tow lot... And then you did call the city, like yeah. you called like a you know public number or whatever. We're like, hey, I called here's, the next day. yeah, here's here's the license plate, VIN, whatever. And they told you that they didn't have it. Now I'm pretty sure that there was a scandal like some months later that they were regularly having issues giving people accurate information in those kinds of situations. So I think that they towed it. They didn't update the database to let you so that whenever you called and they like type in the number, it comes back nothing. But the car is sitting in there. That's then, entirely possible. And then what happened like a month later is the insurance cut you a check, so it's now it's the insurance's car if they can find it. And uh, you just went and bought a new car, but you got a, a I letter. The same car, by the way, too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but you got a letter saying, like, hey, we've got your car. And, yeah. like, you just, you know, chunked it because it's not your car anymore. Who cares? But it was, I, I thought it was, it was from the city, like, saying, hey, this has been sitting in our lot so long. We're going to auction it off if you don't come get it. Yeah, I would have to recall the specific wording, but maybe I read it wrong. It said something like, your, I thought it said your car was recovered. But, I just think that's what how they're phrasing we towed it from Yeah, that's uptown. totally possible. That's totally possible. So anyways, going to go buy the same car this weekend <laughs> is the long and short of this. Mm-hmm. And since I haven't done it in 11 years, and I hate it. Everyone, I'm sure everyone hates it, but here's what I'm going to do. I might call the dealership tomorrow, and that will be the only pretense to this operation. Mm-hmm. Because, and maybe this is how I don't have enough money to spend $60 a week on lunch. I'm not going to go fucking haggle with anybody. I'm going to walk into this place and I'm going to say, I want this car right here. You have several of them. It's the most popular vehicle in America. And I want to pay that amount. So go run my credit and I'm going to put these headphones in and I have to leave here in 45 minutes. Or if the credit check takes a little longer, we can tack that time onto the end I know. Do you that, want the clear coat? Uh, no. And I said that already. Oh. I told you I want this car as is. And I know that you think part of your job is that you have to bullshit and small talk, but I don't really think you like doing that. I think you do that because that's where you're wrong. Dude. I they think they love doing okay, it. Okay, but I think partially that's a reverse psychology. Listen thing. to those Bart Rager tapes. You're telling me that's a man who doesn't like talking. Okay, but he didn't start. Maybe he, you know, he was forged in the fire a little bit. Just tell the guy flat out. I have to, I'm going to listen to this thing. If you need something from me, go like this and tap the table and I'll know to take the thing out. You're going to tell them the the tap protocols. And then I will say, I'm going to make your job as easy as possible. Basically, you can take the next 45 minutes off. 
Yeah. I think you think that you have to bullshit. You guys got a good break room around here? Because you think most people like that. And you probably are right. But I'm not that guy, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Are you? Yeah, so... Let's just get this over with. I'm not. I don't want to sit here and talk and bullshit. Don't ask me what I do. I know what you do. I, if I didn't want it, I don't really want to know. But it's only by the virtue of this relationship, the nature of it, that I have to. So, I'm going to set the record for the shortest vehicle transaction purchase of all time. Well, I mean, that's clearly not true. But it's not done using cash. You have to know that uh, better men than us. Have gone in with the same resolve. There ain't that many us's out there. That's the, That's the truth. The honest truth is that most most people like to bullshit. And most people, especially once you get to the age of like 35, you really, you uh, fucking love it. Simmons asks people if he can go with when they're buying cars. Bill Simmons? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because he loves it. Of course he does. He lives for it. No. You know what? I will pay $14 more a month for this vehicle so that we can just get this the fuck over with. That's what we're going to do here. We're going to buy the car. We're going to leave. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to leave this other one here. I don't really care what you do with it. (laughs) I don't really care what you give me for it. I know me. I wouldn't give any. I wouldn't give somebody who had this car a fucking dollar. Well, so I'd pay him to take it away. If, if, if you feel the need, I leave my car running in my driveway for two hours every morning, <laughs> hoping, <laughs> hoping that I get lucky again. Free car limit one. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. No. I mean, you uh, rake me over the coals every single day about the cell phone thing. And if you only knew about my car buying experiences. You'd forget all about the cell phone. Do tell. <laughs> Just, you know, um, Pops worked for a car company, so like we just go through fleet services. There's like a... Ooh, that's not a price. term that everybody knows. There's an, I mean, it's self-evident enough. If the... Fleet? That's a, that sounds like it belongs in the... That's the Academy and Constellus <laughs> yeah. Global. I'm a, I'm a rear admiral. <laughs> in fleet services. Yeah. No, uh, you know, if you have a fleet of vehicles, like if you're, you know, Hertz or, uh, you know, the city of Dallas or something like that, a, a taxi cab company. Okay. The way that they buy cars is, you know, there's a set agreed upon price. Buy in bulk? Yeah. And there's people that handle that that aren't salesmen. They're the fleet services people. And you just send them an email saying, I would like to buy this car. And they're like, here's the price for that car right now. It's, you know, lower than most of the prices that other people who try to buy cars pay. And then you drive down and they hand you the keys. Important note or sticking point here, though. Are you getting a discount? Or are you getting a... so So you're still paying for the car. I do. I do buy them. They okay. Don't just give well, that me the means, car. that's that's true. Yeah. I'm not that mad at that. Okay, good. Because you're not getting a discount on the cell phone. You're just flat out not paying for it. To me, <laughs> yes. the car thing is like that's one of the perks of a relationship. Yeah. I now I mean, like, I don't fault you for that. The the price is great, but like, it it really is the like the hassle because those those things are intertwined. Like, I could also have a no hassle thing if I was willing to pay like three thousand above sticker. Like, they wouldn't, like, negotiate further, you know? Uh, so, clearly, it's not the only thing that's going on is I want to have no hassle. Um, but to know that, like, you're not getting dicked on the price and you don't have to hassle at all is freeing and wonderful, and I recommend it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a stopwatch. In fact, I'm gonna show it to him. <laughs> and and I don't think have I'm, you considered just being nice to this guy? I don't think I'm gonna do it on my dude. In general, the nicest thing you can do for somebody is give them a break on having to talk to people, especially people that they don't know, like your friends. Chop yeah, I mean, it, up. It, it just depends. You know, some people do really like chatting. Yeah, and I don't want to talk to those people. That's my. Point. I know I don't either, but yeah. I'm just saying whatever you're saying, I'm going to give them a break. And uh, of all the groups that like self-selects for the chatty people, uh, you know, used car dealer or car dealer uh, is got to be way up there. Can I give you two main characters? Yeah. Well, I got some other stuff too, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like we should save. Can't get you out of my head for Patreon. We so can, I have more time to. I have much I have, more. I have than no notes. Can't get you out of my head. All right, I'll save these two then. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to kill the two entirely. I just. Oh, I. I do have a thing that we do have to. We should have done this off the top. It's. It's major news. I have a podcast announcement that I think all the listeners should know about. Okay. We've uh, made an important update in our determination of uh, justice and other important things. I have made the call. I think it's time. We need to move Andrew Cuomo to So They Got Away With That, huh? Congratulations, Yeah, no, Governor. it's big news, Andy. I do feel like he's... Joins cro- Ralph Northam. He's crossed the uh, threshold. He's the fellow uh, governor on the uh, So They Got Away With That, huh? list. The thing you have to remember about Cuomo's, though, is he was crushing it in handling the pandemic. By which you mean everyone was dying, but he was very confidently talking about that. Okay, but... A lot of those people were really old. And he was lying about exactly how many of the old ones were dead. So you're saying that he got away with it and also wasn't doing a good job. It does seem to be the case that uh, it, was, it was the trifecta. He was boofing the hell out of the job. <laughs> he was harassing people left and right with a dinosaur grabber arm. <laughs> Dude. And I, I wish so bad that I like they could put that in some sort of a New York like museum. <laughs> the dinosaur grabber. Uh, I realize this is a very inside joke. There's an episode of Come Town where they're discussing Andrew Cuomo's <laughs> allegations, and uh, they're they're trying to describe much the same way that we're trying to sort through the uh, Holland Netherlands thing. Uh, they were trying to recall like three people with no uh. information on the topic at all. We're trying to determine what exactly he did. And, uh, yeah, Nick offered up that he, uh, he took one of those long dinosaur grabber. You know, like, it's, it's the black rod. We all saw these as a kid. It's all plastic. Ends in a dinosaur's head, and there's a little handle at the bottom where you make the mouth move. And uh, they alleged that uh, he was using that to make the dinosaur uh, bite women's vaginas. And I don't know that he didn't. <laughs> I don't either. I, I heard a report that he did from yeah. a reputable news podcast. Um, oh, that's awesome. So despite uh, you know committing those crimes. And then the third thing, like the trifecta of uh, things I didn't like about Andrew Cuomo is, is just that the, uh, your, 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 Hillary, your Clinton libs were, could not have been more stoked on the job he was doing. Jesus there Christ. was a widespread... How come we don't have just Cuomo run for president? That actually burned for a minute. Yes. That actually did. And that's one of those like... Contested convention. Put forth <laughs> Cuomo. That's one of those... It happens probably once a month to me now. And this is a, a constant theme here. 
that's one of those where you you could get into a conversation with someone, family in person or online, and they're like, hey, you're being critical of this, but you defend Cuomo. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. Who? <laughs> Cuomo. Are there three of them or something? Yeah. Is there a cool one I don't know about? It happens a lot, too, when people are like, uh, like man, Nancy Pelosi's a socialist. And I'm like... God, I am a socialist. <laughs> I could not get rid of her fast enough if I could. By I am, I mean I identify with the principles that we should uh, not have people die from being thing. poor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you just get caught in these spots of defending these dumb, these nutsacks, and you're like, I don't, well, I guess I'm just not going to argue about this. But I just, I, like. Cuomo got away with that, huh? He he could not. He It looked like they really had him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. He was dead to rights. <laughs> there was widespread, I think it's time for him to go, by the con- the sorts of people he would depend upon for support. Yeah. And <laughs> he realized that if he just kind of didn't do anything, that no one could make him resign. It was dope too how his brother was uh, advising his yes. his crisis sitting response. in on meetings, being like, "Well, let me tell you how my employer is going to spin this. Here's some ideas." Oh man, it's great. Yep, no free and open society. Yep, yep, yep. That's what the documentary is about. How free and open everything is. What are we at? Fifty. Yeah. Okay. I'll turn it over to you. I no, don't want to no, go no. more than like twenty or thirty more. I got to meet somebody. Very uh cryptic that was my big one you got stuff do your stuff okay i will knock out a couple more can't get you out of my head so we can maybe do do it in two parts is it six or seven six okay two parts then so my main characters i think you'll enjoy both these we're gonna start with this one and you may have already seen it but i still think it's worth talking about it's currently has seventeen thousand retweets Hmm. it was a poll uh that had 368,000 votes. No, that's offensive. The poll with 368,000 uh results no, the answer no got 97%. The answer yes got 3%. Which is a unique brand of ratioing. Would you sleep with me? Yeah. I'm hesitant to bring this up because he got routed so hard, mm-hmm. but it was such a bad take that I wanted to bring it to you. This guy says, and again, he got 368,000 votes on this poll. Had this argument in a group chat, but I want to know the truth. Isn't it very tacky for somebody to eat the free bread as soon as you get it? <laughs> what? And people got, people were what? so... People were so emboldened by this that they that three hundred and sixty eight thousand of them voted, and three hundred and sixty five thousand of them told them to fuck off. Let me show you something, rookie. Truly embarrassing. Press that button. Yeah. You breathe, You eat that bread. Bef- you eat that bread out of the basket in the guy or the or Get the him lady's to toss hand. you a piece as they're walking <laughs> like up a seal. to the table, <laughs> like a little seal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The second it sits down. <laughs> Do you have this odd fucking tackiness hang up for chips? Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, that's how it scans to me whenever people are like, I can't buy lunch. Honestly. Like, it's all, uh, I mean, I guess it makes more sense. But it, it just, it's, it's all people imposing restrictions upon themselves to prevent themselves from living life in the best way that they could. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know. I don't want to defend my statement. Don't, <laughs> okay. don't respond. And we've moved on from that. The move, as always, is what does tacky even mean? Is there a worse, like, just dork statement than calling? Hey, that was tacky. What does that, what does that even mean? Yeah, I, yeah, and you're totally right. Like, anyone who's concerned, and I mean, whatever, dude. I'm sure there's things where, you know, this podcast has come across people who are like, oh, that's beneath us. It's classless. Because, uh, yeah, everyone does have a line. I don't want to act like I don't have a line. But I would never call it tacky. Yeah, I've probably used the word tacky legitimately in my life before. Not a lot. It feels like something that I heard my parents say a lot, in so Pensacola, I probably have. There's a bar called Tacky Jacks. I like that. They, they got an odd paint job. New Orleans, they have Krabby Jacks. Oh, okay. It's fantastic. Yeah. You eat as much bread as you can the second they get it there. Mm-hmm. Because it's probably good bread. You're in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And then it's not like you're just opening up a thing of nature's own wheat at your house and like sawing through a loaf of bread. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying I would, I've never done it. You eat all the bread. I'm not saying that. You eat all the bread the second they sit it down so that you only have to eat half to three quarters of your entree so you have a treat for later. They might give you more bread, too. They probably will. And another thing. You guys want a little more bread? Hey, keep them coming. You flip the card over. Probably, whatever you're ordering, you're going to need that next round of bread to sop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big sop guy. 100%. Good. Elevates the bread. This is our common ground. Yeah. No, uh, whenever you talk about, you know, just the, uh, the, I wouldn't, it'd be an insane thing to call bread an appetizer, but I don't know what we're supposed to call it otherwise. I don't, I, These I, kinds of uh, brief, pre-meal, free items at restaurants, whenever you mention them, one thing pops into my head now. Um, this story has been told on, uh, on Life Skills. I wasn't there for it. Uh, Alex was, but I've, I've thought about it a lot since. There was a kid who was sent to Excel, and I, I, I was not there at the time that he was there. I never met him. Um, but he was sent to Excel for gun running. Like, uh, like I, as a teen? I don't know that he had a driver's license yet, but he loaded up a car full of guns and was driving them to Chicago from Houston so that he could sell a bunch Jesus of Christ. guns. Christ. I know. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of kids where it's like, man, your parents did you wrong. But whatever you're like, so you're here to get out of a gun running charge? <laughs> this is, I, I'd say it worked out okay. Um, but for the courts to accept that this was a good option for this man, uh, they sent the lawyer for, like, the kid's lawyer went to Excel and sat in on one of the life skills sessions. And, like, just watch them, you know, tear apart some teens, give them some accountability. And the lawyer came back and was like, it's worse than you think. <laughs> no, he came back and was like, Your Honor, this is a great solution for him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the life skills, uh, they kind of opened the floor up to the lawyer. They, they were like, you know, you've seen everything here. What, uh, you got any messages for the kids? And the lawyer stands up is like, yeah, you know, um... I see what you're going through here. It's tough. You know, me, whenever I'm at a Mexican restaurant, they'll bring out the chips. And it's just like, I don't want to eat too many chips. Ruin my dinner. But it's hard. 
It's basically the same as kicking smack or so, divesting yourself from a gun a gun running organization that probably has a price on your head. Yes, counselor, that's it. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I totally identify. Man, there's nothing that bothers me more than when we're at a Mexican restaurant or Tex-Mex or whatever and the wife's like, mm. I think I've had enough chips. <laughs> I don't want to spoil my dinner. I was like, what, what, what is this enough <laughs> chips? You know they'll bring more, right? Yeah. Now, I will tell you, I'm an, I, I'm an oversaucer. Yeah. I think it's the right amount of sauce, but I routinely look around. My brother is... In, that's why I like going to these places with my brother, because he's kindred spirits. You will look around, and we're done before you have... you. Yours looks the same as they just brought it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of embarrassing. Uh, then I, I guess that you probably don't do my regular move of the, uh, the like spacer chip just to kind of, you know, like I'll, I'll have a big, big salsa chip and then I'll be like, Oh, it's really kind of going crazy. I need something to sort of no. put out the fires, so put a dry chip in your mouth, have a quick dry chip, <laughs> soak it up. I don't hate it, honestly, it but I don't want to waste chips that are not dipped. I like it. I like the, the I think the spacer chip, it, it's a good, it's variety. It's You're basically a making a little sandwich. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was one time on a stars trip. Where we went out to a pretty nice restaurant because the team was paying for it. And it was all the PR dudes, uh, the entire broadcast truck, our traveling party. So it was like 18 to 20 people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph was with us. This is back you in the ate Ralph all the days. Chips. Well, I did order a soup. They brought for 18 people. I did order a soup. Uh, it was not a, a, a chip establishment. And... When I finished it, I looked up and three of the dudes who I'd become friendly with, but I had only met, you know, the year before for two days, they were like, were you hungry? How'd you eat all that soup, bud? They gave me the guess, guess you weren't hungry type thing. And yeah. I was very sheepish in the moment. Like everyone else was yeah, talking and socializing social and I was just fucking smashing minestrone, <laughs> like waiting for another. A little Italian wedding soup. Like it. Love it. It's hard for me to find a soup I don't like. Yeah, you're you're on the record about that. Yeah. Uh, now this one, not as main character, but I think it's gonna rile you up a little more. What about one with like uh, white white beans? Oh, love that shit. I don't like it. I like white bean in a number of different. I like white bean and uh, chicken. That's good. Um, but I, I've just had regular white bean and vegetable soup, and I love it. I don't like white. And you know beans. what I do? Hmm. Take that bread and I sop it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's why I order soup to enhance to the bread. This comes to us from uh, this one didn't get as many impressions, but it's been in my uh, in my head. Mm-hmm. This woman named uh, her last name is Sachs S A C H S, and I think her first name is Honor. Honor H O N O R. Historian, professor, author of Home Rule, Yale, twenty fifteen. It wasn't Home Rule like the law on uh, governance. I mean, in the context of uh, Irish history, it's the ongoing struggle to be able to determine our own laws all right maybe that's what she wrote about so maybe you're not going to have the same probably not it's a pretty like broad thing i don't know that yale's like super focused on it okay this one is basically okay yeah on america's western frontier myths of prosperity concealed the brutal uh, brutal conditions endured by women slaves orphans and the poor in like this is kentucky Mm -hmm. 18th century kentucky so probably very interesting it's a nerd book Okay. She has 21,000 uh, followers. 
Big ups. And so she tweeted this on July 5th. Ruthie was great through her first fourth. Very chill. We will come to know that Ruthie is her dog. But I'm going to tell you that right now so that you can already start painting the picture. Did she have her euthanized? Ruth. This may be worse. Ruthie was great through her first fourth. Very chill. Until some fuckwit kid threw a popper at her on our walk. Terrified her. Yeah. Yes, I yelled obscenities at the child. Fair. Yes, I yelled obscenities at his fuckwit mother who told me to calm down. I'm still seething. None of that is fair. This fucking epidemic we have of people who think that their dogs are kids has got to stop. And I understand that there was probably a time called my 20s where I was not as sympathetic to the plight of the parent as I am now. But it didn't wasn't when I had a kid that I realized, are you yelling at a child? You're cursing at a child because they threw a small, tiny... It probably did not hurt the dog, if we're being honest. Yeah, if you're throwing firecrackers at It's dogs. not a firecracker. I mean, it's only a- because the kid didn't have one. That's a bad take, man. But I'm glad we can embrace debate here because I was trying to put myself in the place. No, of what I wouldn't happen. do it. If someone like like if Megan did that while I was on a walk with her, I would be mortified and think that it was really a overreaction. But I, I think it's with it like you know, I have come to realize that like most people don't respond to situations that I do. I'm a little idiosyncratic. And so like I have to I I've embraced an acceptable range of responses. You know, of like, well, it's not what I would do, but it makes sense to me. And this falls clearly within that. So what, what are you saying he threw at her? Threw at the dog? He said, Old Ruthie. threw a popper at her on our walk, which is about the size of a dime, and it just pops. Now, Did you ever put him under the uh, toilet seat? I haven't done that. Good little trick. That sounds great. Next person sits down. I mean, the extent of my... That shit will come right out. Popper experience is just, I bet so... It's just we would throw. That's them at why e- you put the cellophane. We would throw them at each other's feet, right? Oh, okay. Like that was just normal, like Fourth of July tomfoolery. Is throw them at each other's feet, and you're like, ah, I'm popping, I'm dancing, I'm trying to get out of the way, and it might make one of the younger kids eat one. Might sting your foot momentarily. I've never made someone eat one. I thought I yeah. It might put a little uh, little little red mark on there. It hurts. Does it? It doesn't feel great. It feels like somebody briefly puts like a small lighter like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember it being. She didn't even say that it hit the dog. I think it didn't. I think it just startled it. It said, "Some fuckwit kid threw a popper at her on our walk." On our walk. Yes, I yelled obscenities at the child. Okay, listen. Yeah, dude, just coming up to like a dog on the walk, like, like if if you like dogs and want to pet them, like I get it, whatever. But just if a kid's approaching you in the situation that you're in. And, like, doing something, like, anything that's aggressive, like, stay the fuck in your own space. Like, the kid I, or the dog? The, I mean, the dog's on a walk. Like, the kid runs up to a dog and throws something at it. Like, even if it's not a fucking, like, a mild explosive, uh, it seems fucked up. It's like, we don't know how old this kid is, but he's got a popper and he's walking with his mom. So he's under 10. So you're telling me that if some douchebag Yale professor who's walking her dog and like at eight years old your kid throws something a tiny explosive throws it over at a dog and the dog like says ah dodge that one and she comes over and is like 
Hey, you little fucking shithead. You better watch what the fuck you're doing. Hey, you little, you fucking cunt mom over here. I'm going to tell you something, dude. This lady would not be tweeting or seething if this happened and, like, Nora at five years old was out walking with Kristen. She would have met her maker that day. You know how hard it is to keep from cursing in front of your kids? It's very hard I for don't. me. I don't know how hard it is. You have no problem with it? <laughs> no, dude. I don't care. You're saying you just do it or you're saying <laughs> yes. you just... Oh. Yeah. That doesn't seem... But whatever. I just don't want to... I mean, we already have a problem with it. I think I told you about that. Yeah. Dude, I just think the idea that an adult would yell at a child that's not theirs is like... I mean, there was once upon a time a short-lived NBC drama. Yes, yes, Played yes. on this very yes. thematic... Although no physical contact in this situation. No, but I mean, that... That was a kind of family. Yeah, what they were like. It was like an in-law. Yeah. The slap is what I we're have, talking about. I have seen of the course. pilot episode, uh, but I, I don't... I think it's like a... I think it's the uncle, but he's like the cool age of the fast-paced lifestyle uncle. You need one of those. Yeah. Like he shows up in the fancy car and everyone's like, "Do you have to do that? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't understand the reaction of someone who, if you have a kid and let's say, like, I don't know how young they would have to be for you to be like, whoa, hey. I mean, think about how mortified you would be if your kid threw a popper at a dog. I would be, that would... I like I, I don't know what I would do. I I don't think like I'm not ever going to be the kind of person that's like, you know, fucking now you're grounded. Um so I I'm still trying to like kid work doesn't know out. what it's doing? Huh? You don't know what they're doing. That's why you don't ground them. Yeah, no, now obviously, but I'm you said that they're 5 or whatever. You're saying in this situation like yeah. where you know, the, I mean like the, she just doesn't know how to throw poppers right now. But even at 5, like you don't you have nothing going on upstairs. You just see an object and you're like, okay. I would hope. I mean, it's no guarantee. Like, I, I realize this is a situation I may find myself in. I'm not, like, saying that I'm above it. But I would hope that... It, I mean, now she has, like, some concept that other people exist and have feelings. Like, she says sorry about stuff all the time. Yeah, for sure. But I just think it... Like, let's say five, six years old, they probably don't even know that this is going to hurt the dog. Like, they're just like, oh, I'm just throwing something that explodes. I don't think that's true. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I just, I, I do not understand the psyche of the person who would be yelling at a child that's not theirs over a dog. You'd that, really that seems... like to avoid situations where you yell at other people's kids. I would. I certainly. would say just don't do it ever. Well, what if they stabbed you? Now, that is a good point. <laughs> Yell away as your your last breaths escape your, your your chest. Thank you. I think if you want to yell at the parent, go right ahead, although that pretty much puts the same trauma on the kid. But I think if you want to do that, at least you have some level of moral out of just like, yell, hey, get your kid, man. That's not... You could have hurt my dog. Yell at the mom, but yell and it at is a, like literally stimulating. Like it's, it's not like this lady was in like a prime spot to like her fight or flights being activated at that point over a dog. No, over like just it's uh, like no whatever. It's noise. Like it's fucking. Oh, you're saying the 
like the the popper mate put this one like she was on the front lines of well just you got a kid running up to you throwing a popper at the dog like the combination of the aggressiveness of the move like the sound and everything like it's just i'm sure that she, i'm sure her adrenaline was up that sounds likely to me like i would say anytime you're yelling curses at a child your <laughs> adrenaline's probably i, I would up. hope so yeah 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 i don't know i just to me i was this was one of those scenarios where i i found myself thinking boy i wish somebody would i really wish that i end up in a, i hope i end up in a situation where someone wants to yell obscenities at the kid for, i don't know i i feel like that like if if i were i again i i'm i guess i'm just repeating stuff i've already said but if I were in that situation, my primary emotion would not be anger at the woman. It would be the fact I was mortified that my child had just done that. That would that would be the overriding thing for me. Man. And I mean, you know, it depends on what she said and like plenty of other stuff too, right? If she's in the neighborhood. Like if it was... Yeah. I can think of people on your street that if it were them, then I'd... The lady right there. Like, if it's her that's, like, cursing at the dog, then it's like, oh, shut the oh, fuck up. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking back up or we're hitting you with two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's all, on. if you, you know, how much you know about the person and everything. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. I, I, I guess my only, uh, like, axiomatic statement that I'm making here is just in any circumstance, I would hope that no matter how fight or flight I felt that I didn't yell at a kid. Now... Kids yeah, like 13, and if and 13, if someone's 14, cursing at my kid, yell. I would I would defend my kid. I'd be like, hey, listen, we're real, like I would feel mortified, and I would feel like my kid was deeply in the wrong. But I'd be like, yeah, this is probably a little too far. Like, let's just try and not curse the children. Maybe uh, you know, try to be an adult. I was gonna say use your words, but she is using some words. Oh yeah, we're um, big. We're big. Use your words, fans. Yeah. But she said I yelled obscenities at use at, at his fuckwit mother who told me to calm down. Well, I don't know what the nature of her telling you to calm down was, but that seems like a pretty appropriate response to yeah. you're yelling at my kid. She's like, I mean, hey, I, whoa, calm I down. Think the, I think the first thing, hopefully, that I would get across is I'm like, listen, the adults here, we agree. The child should not have thrown the popper at the dog. I'm very sorry about that. Could we resolve this in a way that is a little more like, you know, a path towards a full resolution rather than just angry people expressing things at each other, you know? And then you just put out your palm, you make a fist, and you say, it's best of three. <laughs> best of three. <laughs> you want it right now? We going on three or on go? You want it right now? <laughs> no. I didn't no. think so. No, because uh, you, I mean, the IOC is still looking into your methods. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't want to fall uh, prey to uh, whatever it is you're doing. It's the wrist. That, oh. was a, that was a great line by Brick. I, <laughs> I think that he was uh, legitimately concerned about what was going on with your wrist. But the idea that it's something in the wrist. I, oh, I see it. I see what he's doing. It's, it's very much wrist. he's got bad feet. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> he lost because he had bad yeah, feet. That fucking rules. All right. Uh, I guess we can plan the next show like where people don't have to listen to us talking about it. So we'll just end. Okay. We'll end. All right. <laughs> That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.